Welcome to the end of the week. Oh, wait, never mind. It's a recruiting weekend, so there's no end to the week. There's just more news coming this weekend from Blue White Illustrated and from Penn State Football. Uh, so that's why we're doing our Friday recruiting show. We are live here. Finally, we get a chance to go live and talk to you about what's coming up on the weekend for Penn State Football Recruiting. Ryan Snyder here with me to preview everything. And last week, Ryan... Uh, you got off to a pretty hot start. I, I gave you credit on Sunday, but we haven't had a chance to talk about this. Nailing the Dewan Lane thing um, in terms of one of the first commits that Penn State was going to get in this official visit weekend. Uh, so who's next? That's already what people want to know in the chat. Right. Any RPM picks for today? Well, I mean, to circle back with Dewan, I mean, it was, I don't want to say I'd, I appreciate the credit. I just don't want to say I nailed that one. Just because Dewan doesn't talk again. Okay, he's stressing right. that. Like we, there's a lot of times where you know we do nail it because we're you know we're in touch with kids. But that one was just no other visit set. Penn State feels good, so you go from there. But um, you know potentially uh, putting some RPM picks in today. Just kind of waiting to get feedback from people, right? I mean that's the most important thing. And um, the people I'm trying to get in touch with are also <laughs> people who are very busy at the moment themselves. So. Just kind of wait and see. But, I mean, I think anyone who's a subscriber and, you know, has been reading uh, Sean and I's Ask Around roundtables, you know, on um, I think it was Tuesday, Wednesday, somewhere in that ballpark, we we did an RPM one, you know, really kind of predicting things and who we thought Penn State led with and coming in this weekend, things like that. So, uh, obviously, if you're a subscriber, go double-check that one. Uh, and then Sean has an S-Zone out today, too, breaking down all types of, uh, you know, scenarios and different guys we're watching. So, uh, we'll, we'll get into some of these guys here in, in a second and who 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 I think stands out. But, um, yeah, I, I, the, the last thing I will say with this, too, is just compared to last weekend, I mean, um, well, the Penn State has, what, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven players on campus, six of whom hold four-star ratings, right? So uh, if, you, if you go through these guys as well, uh, unlike some of the guys who committed last week, which isn't a knock on them, but some of these guys that just have higher profile schools after them pushing harder for official visits and things like that. So it's not, it's not ever cut and dry, you know, and I, we were a little surprised by three commitments last week, but you know, out of this group, this is the most talented group, uh, you know, when it comes to, you know, overall percentage of these guys, it's, it's, it's really stacked uh, uncommitted group of players. Yeah. So where do you want to start with that? Do you want to start with the fact that uh, 13 of the 17 committed players are going to be on campus this weekend? Or do you want to do dive into those top targets? I, you know, I think for, for fans, obviously people here want to know, you're going to get another three. Is it going to be a bumper crop of four-star players this weekend? I know you just kind of went through that, but everyone's yeah. very excited about that. So which side of the coin do you want to start with? Well, I mean, just, I mean, there's not a whole, obviously the committed guys, like what is there to talk about? Right. I mean, obviously them, them being here is important, but them being here is important because of the uncommitted guys, right. And, and recruiting those guys and, and the impact that those relationships have over a 48 hour uh, span. So I think that's kind of uh, the main thing. Uh, you know, if you go, if you go to our visit tab as well, you know, at BWI, you know, click on the prompt up top football recruiting visits, uh, you know, you can check out the full list, but as T Frank laid it out, I mean, it's, it's the majority of the committed guys here this weekend, Kari Jackson scheduling wise had to come last weekend. And then of course they got three commitments last weekend, right? So they were yep. all here last weekend, but you know, before those commitments uh, out of the 14 guys, yeah, Kari was the only one who, who couldn't make it this weekend. So 
you got everybody. I mean, Anthony Specka was here last weekend as well. Uh, you know, he, he's back now for his official. He was here to camp, of course, last weekend. Uh, Caleb Brewer as well. He'll be back. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see if any of these guys do camp on Sunday. You know, I, I think I was talking to somebody. They said maybe Cooper Cousins and Caleb will camp again, which which is awesome. I mean, Penn State, like it's a it's a free chance to work with your coaches. Right. Basically. right. Not a free. I mean, they got to pay. But it's an opportunity to work with your coaches. Um, yeah you know, uh, ahead of time. So you, just to clarify one thing, you, you can't like, if they were here for an official visit and the, and the camp was actually taking place during the visit, they're not allowed to do that. But with the, if the camp's oh, okay. before or after the visit, uh, NCA rules wise, they can. So this camps after their visits, their visits will wrap up uh, late morning, early afternoon. That camp will start at like 2 PM on Sunday. And I wouldn't be shocked if a couple of those guys committed guys are, are at camp on Sunday. Yeah. That makes total sense. Last year watching, um, all of Penn State's, most of Penn State's committed players coming to multiple camps. It, it was like when you're taking these guys and, and you have multiple players that have kind of a project label on them, Anthony Donko and, and Javen Williams, who are incredibly physically talented. And then, you know, legally you can get in some extra work. It's brilliant. It's just such a smart thing to do for, yes. for the young player as well, because, you know, a, a hypothetical scenario, things fall through a little bit. And maybe you don't end up with Penn State. I'm not. I'm just total hypothetical. You then have uh, college coaching that you've been able to go to, even if it's not a Penn State camp. I think that this is a really smart model for players that want to get better uh, mm -hmm. for them to do. Uh, shifting focus here uh, to because I do want to talk a little bit about the camp on Sunday a little bit later. But um, this is totally intentional, right? Penn State's committed players in a group of also their top targets. Like, yes, does this also read kind of like a best case scenario in some ways? I know that not all the names are here, but a lot of ways, like if this was Penn State's class, you add in some the majority of the players that are uncommitted, this would be an ideal scenario for Penn State. It feels like that was sort of intentional. Certainly. I mean, so here's what I would say to that. I mean, Penn, Penn State always knew its committed guys were coming this weekend, and it's really just when it comes to young committee guys, you're competing against all these top schools. It's really like Penn state was like hopeful that they could come this weekend. But you know, when you're competing against it, just, just name the other top 10 programs in the country. A lot of these guys are in the mix with, you know, five, six, seven of those schools. It's really just kind of who falls where and, 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 you know, how families calendars work, but it is certainly a major per, uh, perk for Penn state to have six, four star players out of the seven, uh, on campus this weekend with all their committed guys. Now, with that said, if you go look at next weekend, you got Benedict Ume, you got Carl yep. <laughs> Carter Nelson, you got Ethan Callaway, you got Josiah Brown, you got like there's a lot. Of, there's another six, seven, four stars next week too. So now next week's a little bit bigger list of uncommitted guys. So you know when you look at the percentages of it, obviously this is a little more condensed stack class. But you know there's going to be just as many four star guys on campus next weekend as well. It's it's really just uh, the pound for pound. You know pretty much all of these guys. Are, are top 300 prospects and Xavier Xavier Porter is the one who's not and then yep. Xavier is also kind of we'll get in him in a second but he's kind of uh what I would say like one of those reconnaissance missions missions this week and trying to figure out um you know his size and stuff like that because on yep. film they really they really like what they see he's awesome yeah mm -hmm. just throw this up here right now let's start with him and then we'll get into some of the other guys that made me say what I said earlier Xavier Porter um I, you know he fits a lot of what Ben State really likes in a defensive lineman athletic great use of hands explosive disruptive upfield but if you got you got a Zane Durant who's a little bit undersized if Caleb Brewer ends up at defensive tackle maybe he's not undersized but the length issue he has 
I think that's a huge thing for Xavier Porter is what is his what are his size measurables? Um, is there anything beyond that? Like how much is this relationship? Like I know it's a newer relationship. How much does it get to know you as well as getting those the, those hard numbers that I'm always on about when it comes to recruits? Yeah, I, I, I mean, I would say, I mean, it's a newer relationship, yes, but I mean, it's still been going on for a couple of months now too. So I wouldn't like this wasn't. I mean, this official visit has been set for like two months now, so okay. there is a good relationship there. Uh, but yeah, I mean, no doubt about it. I mean, the big right now we have him at six one two sixty ish, right? I mean, is he is he six one? Is he because because a lot of guys that are six one are really six foot five eleven. Yeah. You know, there, there's multiple. We've talked about the sheer, just sheer Whittington all the time. You know, committed to Pitt from Imitap. Like, I mean, he's more like five eleven and a half six foot, and you know, he's a player that I think I had two more inches with Penn State would be harder after. So is Xavier Porter that? What is he? I mean, they haven't been able to to get those measurements and. And that's what they're they're going to try and get out of this weekend. But uh, you know, really good prospect out of Tampa Catholic uh, teammates with Jameer Grimsley, who's on campus this weekend. You know, there's a lot of little things there that Penn State likes. Great kid, awesome yeah. kid. Uh, that was one of my favorite interviews I've done probably over the last six weeks was was getting to know Xavier Porter. So um, you know, just just one of those things where I think Sunday at twelve, you know, Penn State will have a better feel for how they want to pursue him. You know, at the same time, you have Xavier Gilliam committed. Uh, already who of course was last weekend you got benedict ume coming to campus here soon uh you know obviously porter or excuse me not porter brewer worked out as an o-lineman last week i think we mm -hmm. the fact he worked out as an o-lineman i think we certainly need to start throwing him towards the o-lineman category yep. more we're going to list him as an athlete and this season will have a big impact on that but uh, a, lot, a lot of talented d tackles uh still to get sorted out is where i'm going with that yep uh i wouldn't say it's a surprise live show here on friday but Maybe uh, we haven't been doing these as often on Friday morning. So if you want to help spread the word, please subscribe to Blue Light Illustrated here on YouTube and like this video. Helps us uh, with the almighty algorithm to get out there and let people know, hey, you're getting your Friday football content at 10 a.m. You're getting a preview of the weekend and all that sweet, sweet information from Ryan Snyder. So please like the video, subscribe to Blue White Illustrated. And this is a good time to tell you about uh, the deal you can get right now bluewhiteillustrated.com uh somebody on the youtube comments actually said hey uh it was uh, the the name blizzard warning said you know what that is a great deal i'm gonna sign up for the year access and somebody said hey t frank is this your burner account believe it or not people can be influenced by the things you say i made a great pitch earlier this week and we got a subscriber so thanks to blizzard warning for wanting to to join bluewhiteillustrated.com but ryan uh the dollar for three months uh, just to preview what Andy Frank talked about, you, you said this the other day, June is the busiest month ever. So this is a great time to sign up, right? Oh yeah, uh, for sure. I mean, not, not at this point, you know, you'll, you'll get it for a couple weeks into the season, you know, that, that West Virginia visitor list is going to be massive that first week. So, you know, if you yep. took advantage of three months that would include that as well, but I mean, half off for a year as well. I mean, it just depends on, uh, you know, uh, how interested you are in recruiting and things like that. And, uh, you know, to me, obviously I've been following this stuff not just my job. Like I was, I mean, I got into this job because I had a rivals account back in the day uh, and, you know, followed it because I loved recruiting and all that kind of stuff. But I mean, three months for a dollar is, is awesome. And uh, half off for a year is pretty good too. Yeah. I, I, uh, I always like those value deals. If you find a value deal, value deal, definitely take it. The problem is once you get in, you're going to be hooked. And then it's going to be every year. It's a good problem you're going to have. Robert. Yeah, Bosfield. I got kids to feed, guys. So please get hooked. Okay? They're getting <laughs> <Please>. expensive. <laughs>
Robert Bosfield here with us, loving the Friday live show. I don't have kids to feed, but I have obnoxious cats, so I love that he's here because, uh, you know, we all need to keep our, our numbers up during June. Let's get into the prospects, though. Let's mm -hmm. talk about these guys that made me say, hey, this definitely felt intentional that all these guys are here with the committed players. And you already mentioned the guy I want to start with. That's Jameer Grimsley, teammate of Xavier Porter, Tampa Catholic. So uh, Fitz did a deep dive on him, I think, yesterday. Mm -hmm. uh, so you want to check that out at BlueWhiteIllustrated.com. But what can you tell us about Grimsley and where he fits into an already full corner room and on this roster yeah. of, of committed players? Well, certainly, you know, there's there's quite a few corners committed in this class. Uh, but when you look at that gap of what's expected to leave this year, they, they need more bodies there. I think in an ideal world, they would get another transfer or the junior college kids, Siona Lalele, who was just here this past weekend. But look, there's also players that you just cannot pass up. And it doesn't matter what year you are, how many commits you have. And Jameer Grimsley is one of those guys. I mean, let's let's go back a little bit here. Penn State was the first school to offer Jameer Grimsley. I apologize. I don't remember exactly when. I think it was I think it was the end of last fall. T. Frank, look that up for me while I'm ranting yep. here for a second if you can. But um, Terry Smith was the first one to really say, um, hey, why is this kid not getting a bunch of awesome offers? And Penn State is the first to jump on board. And now, my friends, he is absolutely one of the top cornerback prospects in the nation. So, like – Obviously, us as scouting services, you know, we we pick up on those things and, and notice that stuff. Uh, but Terry Smith is, in a lot of ways, the one who kind of put Jameer Grimsley on the map. Uh, so he comes and visits earlier this year, has a great visit. You know, everything kind of stacks up well. Excuse me. Yeah, it was back in yeah back in March. Um, Penn State's in a great position there. Uh, it felt like, and then at the, let me clarify. At the time, then he starts picking up all these awesome offers, right? So Alabama, Michigan, uh, North Carolina, there's a ton of schools here. I mean, we can just keep going on and on and on. What you need to know, though, is that Penn State is duking this out with Alabama now, um, which is kind of funny to me that Terry Smith puts him <laughs> on the radar. And now Alabama, he's a Florida kid, right? Like Florida, I feel, yep. I'm shocked that Alabama and their 20 plus recruiting staffers uh, didn't kind of see his potential earlier. I mean, he's 6'2", runs a great 100 meter time. Like there's a lot there. Uh, so long story short, he's going to be here this weekend. This is going to be probably Penn State's last opportunity to impress uh, because he's going to go to Alabama next weekend. And I believe he has one more to Michigan as well at the end of the month. But, um, you know, he's a plus one guy, right? He's a guy that no matter what, even if he's committed to Alabama, they are going to be pursuing him to the very end to the day that ink dries. Uh, he is probably, I mean, he's, uh, John Mitchell's been up there really high as well, but I, I've kind of had Jameer Grimsley as like, probably Terry Smith's most important corner in this class. Um, you know, whether he's uncommitted, committed guys, whatever it is, he is very coveted. It, and that is, I, what would that do for this recruiting class in terms of you're taking three outside corners, you're taking Kenny Woosley, who has that inside-outside versatility. That's not too full at the end. I know what you're saying about numbers leaving the program, but also all those guys in one year, like the the numbers then become a little bit murky in terms of, you know, stacking classes. Did, does that have mm -hmm. an effect on anything? And and how do you feel that if he were to commit shakes out, does does Belgrave shorter then lean more towards a safety long term, or is that irrespective no. of of another player adding into the class? No, they'll 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 be they'll be corners. Um, I mean, look, they're going to lose three guys this year. Kalen King, Hardy, Dixon are all gone. Like, let's kind of look at it like that. And let's look at the let's look at what they got. They got Cam Miller, they got Collins, they got Tracy, they got uh 
Tracy and Washington. Okay. Like mm-hmm. they got four corners pretty much coming back. Like you need more than four corners. Uh, you know, so they'll, they'll sort some things out of course, but um, you know, again, like they need three to four corners ASAP, you know, they get that need that yeah. need that board be up around seven or so. Would they, would they prefer to have, you know, uh, a, a junior coming in, you know, that's why they got storm duck, right? They were trying to get some guys with experience and stuff in there. It didn't work out. Uh, they, they prefer to have more experience there, but it's not falling where they need it to fall at the moment. And uh, they're just not going to pass up on, on talented players. And Jameer Grimsley yeah. is probably the most talented of them all. They weren't going to pass up on Kenny. I mean, Kenny's been high on the board for a long time. Belgrave shorter. They like, I mean, they're, they're Terry Smith is hitting like yes. he's getting his yep. top guys. Uh, and this is just another one of those top guys that he has to have no matter what. Again, you'd like the scholarships to be uh, distributed a little bit more, but it, you got the transfer portal too, right? I mean, th- this isn't right. like five years ago where yet that was an actual issue when guys had to sit out a year. Now that can be fixed within you know two portal windows. Very good point. Just the interesting how uh, you know bring up some of these different nuanced areas of of how does that affect this class? Because as we talked about, it is getting a bit full here heading into mm-hmm. the second recruiting weekend. Next guy we want to talk about because everyone wants to know about Jamonte Waller. How's the situation with him? What's the, how important is this weekend for Penn state with one of their top defensive end uh, prospects in this class? Yeah. I mean, whether it's a D end or a linebacker, it doesn't matter. He's a D end. Let me clarify. I mean, for a while we thought linebacker uh, as this recruitment has gone on and on, it, it's definitely a D end. And I know it's six foot two thirty, like it doesn't, usually what Penn state wants, but he's just a wrecking ball. you like, they, they yeah. absolutely love this kid. And uh, you know, I don't, I'm not going to say Micah Parsons or chopper. I'm not going to compare them to these guys. Cause that's not fair to these guys, but they, they will find ways to make excellent ed, edge rushers produce no matter what your size yeah. is. So um, look, this is going to be a Penn state, Auburn, Florida battle. That's what this is shaping up to be. I believe he was just at Auburn this past weekend. In my eyes, this is a Penn State Florida battle more than Auburn. I'm not saying Auburn's out of it, but uh, to me, it's it feels like Penn State and Florida are the two schools that have the best opportunity. Uh, I don't believe he's going to go to Georgia. I don't I don't know if that's been out there yet, and I don't want to put it out there if the kid hasn't. But I guess I already just kind of did. Um, I, he has a, soft, a Georgia, it was a soft landing. Yeah, that, he has a Georgia a official landing. scheduled at the end of the month. I don't think that's going to happen. So it should be down to these three schools. Uh, Penn State is the favorite right now, Steve. I saw you ask, you know, what percentages that Penn State lands Jamonte Waller. I hate the percentage game. That's uh, why we didn't. That's why it didn't come up on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> I would say uh, above. I don't know, man. I, I mean, 50 50 is the easy way. I, I, Penn State's definitely the favorite, you know, so you can think yeah. 60, 65 if you really want to get excited, 70. But look, it's, this weekend's going to be massive. And, and Florida yeah. trip next weekend is going to be massive. I really believe it's going to come down to those two schools. Auburn's in it. I just, I just think it's right now 1A Penn State, maybe 1B Florida, 2 Auburn. That's kind of how I stack it up. But, um, but yeah, this weekend is, is going to be the last opportunity to impress because I do expect them to be committed here. Um, you know, July, early August at the absolute latest. So Jamonte Waller is really good. Um, I don't want to take anything away from that. He is as good as you've heard uh, in a lot of different ways. But the thing that I want to point out here, and maybe I'll just do this and I'll, I'll share the screen so that everyone understands, like, um, you know, we this is an on three broadcast, and I want to... Um, explain maybe some of the difference between 
how things have gone for him, for Jonathan Waller in the recruiting process. You can see a five-star by ESPN and 247 Sports. You can say he's a five-star defensive end. Uh, Rivals and on three especially is a little bit lower on Waller. I know, Ryan, you and I have talked to Charles Power, and when there is a positional ambiguity, that is when sometimes guys, they become a three-star, and then we'll evaluate once we have a fuller understanding of where they're going to play and, and all, all of those things. So if if you don't see Jamonte Waller, five-star linebacker, that doesn't mean he's not that good. It means that there is a disagreement about what position he plays, really, is what it comes down to between the recruiting services and, and being a six-foot, 230-pound defensive end versus being a six-foot, 230-pound linebacker is a huge difference in, in rating and recruiting. So... If, if you said he's a five-star linebacker and then somebody else refers to him as a four-star, like this is the this is the disagreement about Jamonte Waller. What nobody will disagree with is that he is uh, explosive, strong, and an awesome pass rusher and has a lot of versatility and a high upside no matter where you put him. So I just wanted to yeah. make sure that when, you, uh, when, you, when you're talking about Jamonte Waller and uh, if there's ever a disagreement of whether he's a four-star or five-star, that is why. He, he should on. be a four star by one three, and, and I, I've Charles and I have talked about this a little bit. I mean, I, I do think I do think he will be a four star when it's all said and done. But um, but yeah, I mean, Char- Charles's mindset is, you know, usually like we're doing these star rankings because we're trying to compare it to what they'll be in the NFL draft. Like that's yes. how you ultimately compare yep. these, right? You're trying to, you know, five star guys or who you want to be first round draft picks. And this past year, you know, credit to Charles and the guys at twenty four seven. You know, Charles was at 24-7 at the time. Like, they were – it was one of the best classes they've ever done as far as, like, matching five stars to first-round draft picks. And that's what they're really trying to do there. I mean, Charles's fear here, I guess – not fear, but, yeah, fear, I guess it would be, is ranking him too high and then, you know, size being an issue NFL yep. long-term. So, but to me, yep. look, it doesn't – all this doesn't matter. Okay, Penn State loves this kid. They want to yes. get this kid. Uh, the kid fits Penn State really well. There's a lot of things – but, uh, Ryan, I guess the, the thing the thing that I wanted to put the, out there is that when we talk about does Penn State get a top 10 class and here's a five star and well mm-hmm. for on three he's not a five star right now he's a three maybe he's a four he's right. still not a five star which is going to be a question that comes up later so that I think it's important to explain it doesn't right. diminish his talent it is more about what you just described and I think that's an important thing to get out there for for fans, maybe casual people who watch here on the YouTube channel that don't go deep diving into what we do at bluewhiteillustrated.com. Here is more of the public thing of, hey, this is why three versus five or four versus five. Right. The other thing you need to know, though, too, though, or just I want to clarify is like when we're talking about top 10 classes, the rankings go off of the industry rankings, not the on right. three rankings. And the industry ranking right now has them at number 81 in the country. So like yeah. if they get Jamonte Waller, it will be a massive boost to Penn State's class. It will, I mean, he will actually be, I don't have the, the class in front of me, will he be the second ranked guy in the country? I think so, because I think Quentin Martin's ranked number 41 in the country. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, John Mitchell's number 174. So, I mean, getting him would, would still be a massive boost to Penn State's class. So let's move on to some of the other players. We, we want to four star damn it, Charles. Let's fix it. Let's fix this. Okay. <laughs> move on. <laughs> let's move on. Charles to- and I need to have this talk. We've, we've had it a couple of times. All right, next. So, some of, uh, I think, the most positive, if you got somebody on commit watch, might be uh, some of these guys that we're going to talk about next. Um, one name that I think Penn State fans are very excited about because of the position and because of the need would be Nick Marsh. So let's go into what uh, Nick Marsh means to Penn State and what he means this weekend. Yeah, uh, I would have him as the most important guy on campus this weekend. Uh, Penn State 
right now sees two absolute difference makers at the wide receiver position. Nick Marsh yep. is one of them. Chance Robinson's the other. And Chance Robinson was just here this past weekend, uh, committed to Miami. Florida's very much in the mix. That that recruitment's going to drag out. I mean, this is Nick Marsh is their best opportunity to get a difference maker at the wide receiver position and get that wrapped up within the next handful of weeks. So that's why I would have him as the most important guy on campus this weekend. And uh, yeah, we'll go from there. So here's what you also need to know. Um, Nick Marsh just spent three days with on three staff in Nashville uh, last yep. week of the on three elite series, uh, which was a really cool event. I mean, it was, you know, like uh, rivals, for example, they do like camp events on threes thing is, is teaching guys about NIL uh, and, you know, how to use their brands and stuff and help them move forward. I think, I think it's honestly really cool. Uh, and I'm not just trying to sit here and shell on three on it, but I really, I mean, kids need to be educated about on or on three need to be educated about NIL and uh, yep. you know, how to help them move forward. So I really thought that was cool. And it was awesome that Nick Marsh attended, but the, the thing to know is, you know, Chad Simmons put that prediction in for Nick Marsh after spending days with him in Nashville. And look, I mean, we put in predictions all the time, you know, after just a five minute conversation with guys or even like text messages with guys. My point is when you get to spend multiple days with someone and really get a read on someone, you know, that's what was significant about that Chad Simmons RPM to me is that this yeah. wasn't just, uh, you know, hey, I've been texting with him. You know, we had a five minute talk one Wednesday night. This is what I think. You know, this was after multiple days of conversations and getting to know the kid. So that's really significant. I haven't personally put one in myself yet. Um, honestly, I'm not really sure why. I feel like I should. And I, I, here's why, actually. Um, you know, I just want to be my own journalist and I want to get my own opinions and my own feel for things. I try not to just follow people. Like everybody in this industry just follows people. If we put a pick yeah. in, people follow us all the time. And Sean and I like just hate that. Like I, I just do your own work, basically. Um, so, you know, I try not to do that. And whether that's with someone at 24 seven or whether that's someone with a one three, I want to do my own work, uh, and either it's getting a read on Penn state or getting a read on Nick Marsh. Um, that's really why I haven't yet, but I mean, Chad Simmons is one of the absolute best in this industry. I'm, I'm without a doubt, one of the top three recruiting reporters in the world right now or in the country. I guess no one else is doing this. Let's go with world. Why not? <laughs> in the universe. <laughs> true. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, you have to trust Charles here and, uh, you know, I will spending a couple of days with him. Um, you know, that, that makes me think that there's, there's definitely credence to that. Uh, a couple things about Nick Marsh that I think are interesting going through his highlight film and, and without dipping into his full game film, uh, his second batch of highlight film that he put out so much better than his first batch. Um, the, just, Stacking the way you stack your highlight film and the way that you that you create it, I think is really important because the first thing I saw in his first group was like, oh, all of these are contested catches in the red zone. To me, that tells me, does he have any big time plays like in terms of deep receptions or what's his speed like? It's telling me things that I don't see. And then the second group was like, oh, no, just kidding. Here are here's what you want to see. Um, so I think that there has been some uh, Nick Marsh is an excellent receiver. He's a top uh, 100 player. He's the, I think the 86th overall player. That's why he was at the elite, uh, NIL on mm -hmm. three event. Um, but in terms of like his film, I, I started in one place and ended in something entirely different. What I want to ask you next about Nick Marsh though, is that his top five to me is, is interesting. Normally you can see like a regional thread or an elite thread or like schools that have similar values. But, uh, Nick Marsh, here's his top five that he put out, uh, yesterday. Pitt, Oregon, Penn State, Michigan State, and Kansas. What's the common thread? Is there a common thread there? Common thread is that he's down to Penn State and Michigan State, and he's just throwing schools okay. in there. All right, cool. 
All right, that's what it seems like. That's, that's what I think, at least. I mean, I, <laughs> I haven't talked to Nick enough to really, you know, know. But, I mean, just come on, right? I mean, that's that's what I read. Okay, that's because that's what I that's kind of where I was leaning as well. It's like there's a lot there's a lot of things that don't make a lot of sense here. Um, so Nick Marsh, incredibly important. Follow along bluewhiteillustrated.com. Subscribe here so in case anything happens, if it does, we'll keep you up to date with breaking news and breaking news videos. We got a couple more guys we got to get here very quickly because uh, as always we talk way too long at the beginning and then we get into this the, the meat of this stuff and then we're rushing at <laughs> the end. I got but, like 10 minutes. I got I by like 10:45 hey, I got actually I promised you this is going to be under 35. So we're going to get it under 35. Malachi okay. Williams, mm-hmm. uh, another important player, another player that it feels like Penn State in a great position for. What can you tell us about Malachi? Yeah, another guy that, uh, like I said, Penn State's in a great position for, right? I mean, he's got official visits lined up to Pitt, and I believe, is it Syracuse the other one? I don't have the list yeah. in front of me. But yes. I believe it's Pitt and Syracuse. Uh, what does that tell you? I mean, it should tell you Penn State's the, the team to beat there. You know, I think if someone were to commit this weekend, it would be him. I, I, that's That would be my pick. Uh, just because, again, I don't think, I don't think he's – I'm not saying he's not serious about those other schools, but I think he fully understands – the level that Penn State's on compared to those schools. I think he fully understands the level of NFL production that Penn State's on compared to those schools. Not, not, although I will give Pitt credit. I mean, Pitt's that certainly produced some good defensive linemen in recent years. Yeah, I don't wanna, but defensive end for sure, Penn State has right. become a player in that area. Right. So, I mean, you got Deion Barnes there as well. Where's Deion from? Philly. You know, Deion's mm-hmm. respected in Philly more than anywhere. Now you have the next best you know, up and coming Philly defensive end rusher. Uh, coming out, you know, that that's absolutely going to play a role here. So, I mean, uh, to be blunt, you know, we're talking about RPM picks. If I'm making one today, it's going to be him. Uh, so I think Penn State would love to get another defensive end. We'll talk about defensive tackles a thousand times this summer, but I'm all about keeping a strength of strength and Malachi Williams with his upside. There's some things on his highlight film. Again, I need to watch his full film, but there's some things on his highlight film that I think are uh a little concerning in terms of a lot of the plays are just unblocked him running upfield and destroying running backs. But that's a lot of what happens in high school. Now, secondarily <laughs> raw prospect, another, another area where Penn State is taking a very toolsy player and wants to develop him. But rea- the reality is defensive end. This is true of every position. Cause you want all of the tools at every position, but defensive end, like freak list players. That's where you get all of your best defensive ends are guys that have, unbelievable size speed and athleticism and malachi williams is somebody who has all of those skills obvious on film so let's get through uh i believe this is our last player we have two more, two more. Uh, but uh we can talk about uh nigel smith next and then go into vabu Torre. so yeah tell us i mean about these guys yeah i mean nigel look i mean nigel has a lot of interest in penn state and i and i and i do believe it's sincere the thing with Nigel, though, is he's just he's visited everywhere. And and I think he has a lot of interest in a lot of schools. I mean, he came out and uh, set five official visits for summer. And then he's going to take another one uh, during the season, too. I'm trying to remember. I think mm-hmm. it's Texas. He's going to see a game at yes. Texas, I believe, uh, in the beginning of September. So uh, this recruitment doesn't feel like it's going to end this summer. It's going to drag into the fall. And at, for the longest time, I've felt that you know, is, is, is he really going to leave Oklahoma, Texas, Texas A&M? Like, is he going to leave that region? Eh, I just, I don't, I just don't know if I see it. So I think Penn State has a, has a good opportunity to be top three or no, honestly, actually I don't, I think Penn State's top five, top four, when it comes down to top three, you know, I, I would give Ohio State, Texas A&M and Oklahoma and Texas probably the edge with, with Penn State 
probably being on the outside looking in. So we'll see if this weekend changes anything. I think there's a lot that he likes. He's a great player. He fits a lot of their needs. He does want to be an edge. Like he's one of those players who's made it very clear that he doesn't want to be listed as a defensive lineman or defensive tackle. He wants to be considered as an edge. And right now at 6'4", 265, that's possible. But obviously he's got a lot more growing to do when he gets into yeah. a college program. So, uh, you know, how how schools handle that will be interesting as well. But yeah, uh, I'd be surprised if Nigel Smith ended up at Penn State. Do you say Texas A&M is in there as well? You say that I believe schools? so. I think they have an official visit set for, yeah, June 23rd. Okay, so just from a schematic standpoint, that is a great fit for him. You can see he plays a five technique on film in high school. He's got that body type, 6'4", 260. If he wants to technically play on the edge, that's a defensive end. But mm-hmm. he'll also be using his strengths of length, size, and be strength. Good five tech. Yeah, exactly. So mm-hmm. that would I you know, for a selling point for Texas A&M, that's not a that's not a bad place. Now, the production of those defensive ends not so much. Uh, <laughs> so let's get into Vabu Torre. Let's talk about our last player here. Yeah, uh this would probably be the other guy uh, that I'd put a pick in for. And Penn State's been in a good position for a long time. You know, it's just kind of another situation where I want to do my own reporting. You know, I want to I want to speak with him or speak with Penn State people. You know, Brian Doan, who, you know, I consider a good friend in the industry. He works for 24/7, put in a pick oh, a couple weeks ago, uh maybe a week ago, whatever it is now. Uh and I don't disagree. Sean and I totally agree. I mean, it's been leaning that way for a while. Uh you know, Oklahoma, Kentucky visits are still set. I think he's going to do those next week. I think he's just going to go back to back to back, I believe, like Penn State immediately to Kentucky, immediately to Oklahoma. So I wouldn't be shocked if he still takes those visits and doesn't commit this weekend, uh, which is why I think, you know, putting in a pick for Williams is more likely than Tory at the moment. But like, this is a recruitment that should end up at, a player that should end up at Penn State. Uh, it also really helps that Penn State just got Dewan Lane. Last weekend, so they can push that whole hey, look, we only got one spot left. You know, you don't want this to drag on further because we got Kosh Sanders expected to come. You know, Jalen Hayward, supposedly may still come, I, although I don't really expect Jalen Hayward to flip from, from Georgia. But my point is, there's other safeties out there, and, and they can really kind of push the chips in and say, hey, uh, you know, don't, don't, don't potentially lose out on your spot. So keep an eye on him. Uh, I think he'd fit really well, aggressive player, fun to watch. And uh, a, a pretty good athlete as well. So when all when it when it comes time to sign, I expect him to be here, whether he commits this weekend or takes a little bit longer. That's kind of where I'm still trying to figure out. Ryan, any last thoughts before we get out of here? Uh, camp this weekend. Uh, I don't care about because I'm going to the beach. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. Uh, so, the, yeah, there will be a couple of talented guys. Um, T. Frank, you texted me earlier asking for a camp list, and I got it like just a little little bit ago. So Fantastic. Because uh, I of, will be there, so I'll be getting you all the photos. Don't you worry. Need. We'll get you the info you need. A um, couple of guys. I mean, Tony Williams is, is a good-looking defensive back prospect. He put it out there publicly on Twitter, I don't know, maybe like two weeks ago. Uh, 2025 safety, 6'2", 185, and already has a four-star rating. So Penn State offers well. So keep an eye on him. I think he's certainly the guy that will get the most buzz this weekend. Doesn't like man, I can't talk. When comparing to last weekend, I don't expect it to be you know as deep of a group. Uh, last week was a pretty good camp. Looking back on things now, market uh, market Dorsey's another 2025 corner from New Jersey. He he holds a Penn State offer. And uh, Lyric 
Williams, I believe it is, uh, is another player to keep it. Oh, no, is it Lyric Williams? I'm, I just lost my list. Where's it at? Lyric Samuels, I believe it is. I lost my list, D. Frank. But, um, yeah, a couple other young guys coming in. Uh, Lyric Samuel, excuse me. That's what it is. Th- those three are probably the main guys to keep an eye on. Um, I'm going to also keep an eye on Jack Janda, who's a really, really impressive-looking uh, 2026 uh, tight end out of Orchard Lake in Michigan. Uh, Jack Janda is, in my eyes, the next Brady Prescorn. So, 2026 guy got a couple years to go but remember the name he might be here this weekend still trying to confirm that all right well we will be working on that all weekend we'll be at the camp we'll get you all the photos videos and information you want coming out of sunday so subscribe to bluewhiteillustrated.com so you can get it we'll have a little bit uh you know coming out over the weekend here on the youtube channel maybe some highlight videos we have you know not promising anything but for sure on monday we'll recap everything on our monday recruiting show so i'm thomas rankar that's ryan snyder we will be back that's the main thing to know always giving you content here on blue white illustrated's youtube channel (laughs) 